This is the Shed End View podcast. Evening, folks. Welcome to another edition of the Shed End View podcast. My name is Gareth McCullough. And I'm Molly McKenzie. And that man down there is one of uh, New York City's finest this season, John McGovern, who's a special guest this week. Welcome, John. Hi, John. How are you, Dan? Good. So I think Ali's got a Ali's got a, a the big question that everybody wants to know um, right off the bat. So he's just gonna just gonna get it out there and go go straight yeah. in. Yeah, John, just straight in there. How annoying is it for you not being a football manager twenty? Oh, I was looking at that the other day. Brutal. I was seeing Foley. People are not even at the club anymore in that too. I was raging. Looking at the other day, mates and stuff in it as well. Got it. Got it. I tried because I tried. I did a campaign with Yuri, and I tried to sign you. Obviously, you weren't there. I went to Windmill thinking yeah. you were maybe there. There was no sign. I was like, no. "Oh, this is a joke." No sign at all. <laughs> well, do, you, do you play? Huh? Do you do you play football? Do you play football manager? And I have it on my iPad. I went with Yuri. Said yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I was talking to Ali before we come on, and last year, the 2019 version, I managed and did reasonably well, and then. Yeah. Before I realised I'd given everybody an extra year in their contracts without, without, without no one, and then it was bust pretty quickly. So obviously, <laughs> picture me away from Sparky. Um, <laughs> but uh, this year, it's right. Okay, I got the twenty twenty version. It was happy days. The yeah. jump in there. I'm gonna gonna play him. Play him every week. He's gonna score a bucket full of goals. Gonna sell him for for masses amount of money. <laughs> Lose the United or something. Then I'm gonna build millions. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then be the manager, and then I was absolutely gutted because I looked at it and going, he's not nowhere to be seen, nowhere to be seen. So, uh, um, but it hasn't worked out too bad. I've, I've, I've won three premierships in a row, United. So, not too bad, then. Yeah, yeah, all right. But then I'm on a jail career. I'll come, I'll come back and manage my hometown club just to get my. <laughs> um, I suppose the first question, the question we've asked everybody that's been on um, during your this whole. So pandemic that we're going through. How have you been keeping yourself occupied? I suppose maybe slightly even different for yourself because you know you're you obviously still you're still school. There's no school. You've got, you know the Gaelic as well. You've got your A and you got your job and all as well. So how's how's everything been going for you in this last few weeks? Uh, last couple of weeks just been moking or moking working most days. <laughs> I've just been working away in the off license most days and then just doing a wee bit bit of bit of gym work, bit of running myself just to keep myself fit and taking over like. Is there school work going on as well, John? Like do you still have to continue that or how's that going? Uh, yeah, the teachers are emailing the school work and stuff to do, so we'll have to complete that and send that back to him as well. Like. So you're probably one of the only people actually who's uh, up in money <laughs> through all this here. You're working every single day. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, working every single day. Doing deliveries and stuff for work as well, so keeps me spinning about too. Fair play. Well, must uh, yeah. once back, back starting, I'll have to speak to speak to Darren and Marky and say, "Well, this man's mended here. If he comes, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, From I suppose, particularly when I know it's I know it's a long time ago, but um, I do remember when I was seventeen. Um, it was quite a while ago, but you, know, <laughs> you, you, you want to be sort of, you want to be up and about. You, you're full of energy and doing this and that, and you, yeah. you know, you're constantly sort of busy. I mean, how sort of difficult or not difficult, but how different has that been for you? Where you're not getting the like maybe training away, be it 
be it at school, be it at the club, be it at, uh, you know, Bally Holland or whatever? Like, you know, what, what sort of, how different has that been for you? Yeah, it's tough at a time like this here. Usually you're seeing your mates every day or going to school every day, having the crack, even even though you're doing your school work and still, but you have your lunchtime and free periods and stuff to have the crack and then you have your training and stuff after school. So I'm missing that a good bit, yeah, because that's just the main part of your life, isn't it? Especially the football part. Yeah. I mean, looking at it, um, looking at the way, obviously the league, they haven't decided what they're going to do with the league yet. Um, yeah. You know, we're still, I suppose, I'm trying to put a positive spin on it, we're probably still a, a very outside chance of, of promotion. Once once we get back, win every game from, until the end of the season and everybody else falls yeah. apart. That's basically what we need. We need to get promoted. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, well, you have to. We have to. We're eternal optimists in this show. Optimistic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. There's no point in. Uh, there's no point in. Yeah, you know, worrying about things that might happen. You exactly. To... Stay positive. That's the stuff. That's it. I mean, looking at you've only. It's hard to sort of to remember that you've only been at the club since last August. It feels like you've yeah. been there an awful lot longer because mm-hmm. you know. Very popular ad around, around the club with supporters and players, and you've, you've done so much on the pitch in a short time. I mean, um, it does it. What, what's your sort of thoughts on, on being in your e player and, and being down at the club and, and just sort of being being part of the club? Because you know, we as supporters, obviously, me and Ali, you know, love going down to watch watch, watch, yeah. watch, watch his play and things like that. But as a player and as a young lad coming in, you know, what's it been like for you in the last few months? It was just an um, unbelievable experience, first of all. from I played for Wimbledon Stars just since I was about eight years of age. played up until I was about 15. Uh, and I stopped for a year, played down minor, so I wasn't playing any soccer at all. I was just concentrating on the gailer. Mm-hmm. And then after a year, I decided I was missing it, so I wanted to go back and play for someone. And, Lucky enough, an old darn from Bally Holden, he gave me an opportunity. So, mm-hmm. one of the first games I came on a sub against, it was a friendly against uh, Armagh City. And um, I came on the last 15, 20 minutes and I did all right. Yeah, hit the crossbar of the chip and stuff. So, I think that's kind of what kick started. I started with opportunity there and then progressed on from that. So, big thanks to Darren for that there, giving me that opportunity. Like, yeah. So- uh, sorry, just on that, John, um, you know, you had the, all that experience at Windmill and you came up through the ranks there. But when you get to the yeah. point where you're seven, well, you were 16 when you joined Yuri, what's it like yeah. going into the change room with, you know, fully grown men who have kind of been playing at that level and higher for a while? Was that like overwhelming at first or did you feel at home the minute you went in? Um, first of all, it was, I didn't know anyone, I hadn't clue who anyone was. I've, I've seen a few of them in the paper and stuff and I was just kind of, Surreal, I was 16 year old lad. Which, which, which paper? The New Reporter. I think it was New Reporter, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of surreal. I was like, I'm 16, and, and there's people like Anjan that are near double my age, you know, old days. Like, I'm easy, few old men in the dressing room, I was talking about like. Not in a not in a home here, am I? No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was really good. Yeah, first first wee while I was a bit nervous and stuff, kind of settling in. But most of the boys I signed as helped me fit in really well and stuff, and made me feel really welcome. So grateful for that as well. Do you think I was going to say there? Um, 
you talk about the Armagh City game, but you sort of you made your, your debut in, in yeah. 20 minutes. And the next week was the trip to Dublin to, and played the, the Irish Defence Forces. Oh, uh, yeah. You come on. I, I, I don't know why. You, you certainly scored. You scored it late, late, later on in that game. Yeah. I just remember because where that went, we pitch was, and there's only really, you know, we railing around the pitch yeah, and we were yeah. behind the dugout. And it was that one, I think he cut in from the right hand side and gave the keeper the eyes and then finished yeah, it. Yeah, I was probably going to pass it across. Yeah. Yeah. And Jervis McCall um, just looked around and just went. <laughs> we were all sitting going, oh, happy days, we're going to play in our hands here. Going, this is brilliant. But uh, I mean, even though it was only a friendly, what was it like to sort of, because I know from speaking to the players after that, obviously, you know, quite a few of us went and had a few pints after that. But that's all, all everybody was talking about was going, geez, some abilities, quality. And, and most of us hadn't seen you play before. Yeah. But, you mean people sort of stood up and went, that's only a 16-year-old lad here, and he looks like he can walk into this team, no problem. What was it like yeah. for you? You know, Was that sort of something that cemented going, well, I know I, I, I'm capable here of playing at this level? It was just like I had the opportunity, and I, I knew I had some, well, some ability, like, but um, it was just I got the opportunity. I had to make, make the most of it, like, so I was subbed on, and, I thought here's a big chance to impress here. Hopefully, get signed or get a couple of games after this to improve and prove myself to the managers and the players and stuff that I can I can play. Yeah, after that first week goal, it kind of gave me an eye boost of confidence just to jump on again. So I got more confident, and more confident than talking to the players, passing and different link ups and stuff we got there. So that week goal kind of kind of helped me a good bit, even though it was a friendly match, as you said. Like, yeah. yeah, because when the season started, John, you were pretty much on fire from the start. I remember the fans were very excited when you you kind of burst onto the scene. I've got them written down here because uh, I can't remember them all off heart. But now Breda, Derryview, Queens, Ballyclare, and Glenavon, like you scored five or six goals within that time. I think it was eight or nine yeah, games. You yeah, must have been thinking this football at this level is easy. Like, what's going on here? You know? Oh yeah, it was for them. I was on a good wee streak for them. A couple of games like. Uh, it was just we strike a lock as well. You put a lock and a bit of skill put together, like so. Yeah, it was pretty surreal at that time. It was scoring goals nearly and and out every week, like so. And at what point did you did you start to notice that maybe teams were setting up differently to try to like to stop you being the key player in the game? Did you was there a change at any point, or have you did you notice anything? Uh, it was, there was a few rematches I got, but. Few verbals and a bit of rough action, but sure, you'd expect that. Like, I'd be treated as every other player would be treated on the pitch. Like, but yeah, that just helps me build my character more than so you're used to it and be more experienced with that sort of stuff. Don't let it get in your head and all that crap. It was like, um, I think it was, it was Derby, it was one of the matches I scored at the showgrounds, and I was getting a bit rough, bit of pushing, bit of shoving and stuff, but. I'm used to playing Gaelic and stuff, so I kind of kind of stepped up there, got used to it, so didn't mind it at all, really. And is there a point, you know, when you're on the pitch, like you said at the start, you're maybe nervous and uh, just getting talking to the boys. Is there a point where you're on the pitch where you actually felt like you could shout at someone or you could tell them where they're supposed to be, where you finally felt comfortable? Uh, yeah, after the first couple of games, I did, uh, in the first couple of games, I didn't really want to say anything in case I'm kind of a new kid. Like, and people are like, who does this, this boy here I think he is giving me, giving me grief? 
But um, yeah, after a couple of games, I kind of my confidence went up, and I could talk to people and bit a bit of verbal encouragement rather than giving off. So uh, yeah, after a couple of games, I could kind of shout at the boys and say, "Yeah, give me the ball or move on or just talking away to them on the pitch." From from that, you know, obviously your the standard of your performances earlier in the season um, led to the selection for the Northern Ireland school boys and Northern Ireland yeah. team. Um, what sort of experience was that? I mean, you're, you're obviously you're coming along with playing along with boys of of the same sort of same age group, but you know at a really high level. It's the cream of that age group in, in Northern yeah. Ireland. How was that experience? I and mean, what was what what was your biggest your biggest thing you've taken from that? Maybe. It was the quality of the players that we actually have in Northern Ireland. And people look at Northern Ireland, oh, it's small and stuff, but they don't realise how quality some of the players are. Like there was boys playing there, boys playing for Celtic, boys playing for Rangers, Burnley, boys even with Man United, teams like that. Even boys playing for Dunfermline first team and stuff in Scotland. So mm-hmm. there's a very, very high standard. And it was just kind of surreal for me. I was going from not even playing Gaelic in the summer, or not even playing soccer in the summer, to getting selected for more than that under 19s, and then the school boys as well. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, think that's amazing. Like, that's a, in itself, that's such an achievement because, you know, you're playing local Irish League football in the championship, and these boys yeah. are all playing schoolboy football for, like, as you said, Celtic Rangers, Man United. Yeah, across the water and stuff, yeah. You know, to be able to, to hold your own at that level is fantastic. And it's a great advertisement as well for local football and showing that boys can yeah, it that is. way right. as well. Yeah, just goes to show anyone, from even local people, can push on and improve and achieve a load of different stuff. So, yeah, hopefully inspire a few other people to push on as well. Did, did, it, did it then really disappoint you whenever you came back to the showgrounds and you're thinking... United, he's maybe walking around and he's saying, you know, you know, Pogba down, down on the bed or something. You're going, oh, yeah. you see the next, you see the next of me or Kevy Ruddy or somebody, and you're going, close enough to Pogba. Yeah, you obviously me play football, like you know, same yeah. as that, you know. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, uh, there's boys talking about uh, one of the goalkeepers for the under 19s, he was at United and he said, um when he was training with the reserves and stuff. Like, he was the same age group as Greenwood and stuff. And right. he said he'd been training with him. I'm sure Greenwood's playing on the first team for United. And he said it's just, it's madness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at that, just to go back to, obviously you touched on there, playing for playing for Windmill. Um, going through the, the fantastic youth system. And it's a youth system you came through. And it's only fair that you know, sort of recognise that. Um, yeah. How how good a how good a club have sort of have they been for you? You know, over the years before you moved in your oh, unbelievable! I played. I was playing from I was about six or seven years of age. When I started off with John Joe Maguire and uh, Liam Bradley were the two main coaches at that stage, and they kind of helped me improve and helped me develop my soccer skills as much as that. And then Marty Connell and Liam later after John Joe was just playing away for the first team for Wimble. Yeah. But yeah, really unbelievable coaches are the ones that kind of kick-started my career for playing soccer. Like, and then coming coming in then from from that, and obviously uh, being managed sort of under under Darren. Obviously, Darren, as you said, you know, he's somebody you knew from playing yeah. He knows your family and everything. And you know, Darren had such a good reputation. Obviously, what he's done with the club over the last number of years. Um, but I mean, what what was the sort of what are the and. Um, 
trust me, don't worry about saying anything controversial here. But uh, <laughs> how good a manager is Darren? <laughs> Darren is another manager I've had. He's a very he's a lot different. I've had well John Joe John Joe is very good and Liam and Marty all very good managers, but Darren's a lot different to the way they kind of coached and played. But um yeah, he's he's I think he's a great manager to be honest. He's very one-on-one stuff. He's very, very good. His drills, he takes you and shouts at you. It's always constructive criticism, though. There's no giving off or anything. Mm-hmm. He's always telling you what you can do to improve your game. Not No hindering, no shouting or giving off. It's just everything's encouragement, 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 trying to make you the best as you can be. Like. And how important has he been, I suppose, or I suppose all the coaches, in terms of, you know, as was touched on earlier, you're coming in there as a 16 year old guy, or 16 or 17 now. Yeah. Went to a, a, a changing room that's, you know, it's a pretty close knit changing room, and obviously you're part of that now. But how important yeah. in the initial stages that you had sort of that, nearly that man management, if you like, you know, of, of you coming in as a, as a person, as a young lad, you know, into that changing room. Yeah. Albeit there's a few head the balls, you know, in the, in, in, in the changing room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As we all know, but I um, agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we seem to mention it, but I seem to mention it every single week when we're in this podcast. You know, so everybody yeah. knows. <laughs> he likes me down there. But um, in terms of <laughs> how important was, was Darren sort of, or any of the coaches, and even some of the senior players, I suppose, in, in making sure you bedded in and felt comfortable so you could go and express yourself on the pitch. Yeah, Darren was very good because I knew Darren was from Ballyhoe and so he helped me integrate really well with the players and introduced me to everyone and everyone was very sound. Him and Jervis and Dee and Gary, all the lads just introduced me really well to all the players. So I got to know them pretty quick and got to know like who's who and who to who to be sound with and who to be a bit further back with and stuff, you know. <laughs> we'll, we'll not ask you to mention any names, but I think we, I think we probably know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, John, when you came in, obviously we've mentioned that you kind of went on that, you know, that good run of scoring goals, setting up goals and being a key figure in the team. But, you know, yeah. did you feel any pressure then once you kind of set the bar as high for yourself? Did you feel like you had to hit that every time? <laughs> to a certain extent, yes. I was, I put a bit of pressure on myself to keep performing as best as I could. And um, but really, I was just really enjoying it going out and scoring. Every week. It was just kind of a dream. You're playing at the best level that I could play at at that stage and <clears throat> playing as best as I can over the next couple of weeks. Just every week, I was going out and enjoying myself, which was the main thing. So, yeah, there was a little bit of pressure, but mostly enjoyment out of it. Um, here, here's the the big question for you, right? So, if if footballers hit their peak at 27, you're 17 at the minute. Which yeah. is ten years away, okay? In ten, yeah. in, in ten years' time, what 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 do you like to think that you you would have achieved, and where would you like to be? <sighs> Tough question, that. Um, well, I want to obviously be as best as I can, get to my prime, and play for the top teams and stuff. Well, first of all, I want to stay with New York until we get promoted. So I want to get into the Premiership and play in the Premiership with New York. So hopefully over the next year or couple of years, even this year, possibly, yeah. fingers crossed, we get promoted. But um, yeah, I want to stay and hopefully get them in the Premiership and then play with Neri in the Premiership and hopefully progress on, even if we get a trial, maybe 
we'll hopefully, if that comes comes across, get a trial across the water or in Scotland or somewhere like that. Hopefully, play at the top level that I can play at. So we could say, ten years time, John McGovern is player manager at Newry City. <laughs> Give Darren Mullen the boot. John McGovern's in. <laughs> Well, he said he said he wants to play at the highest level. And, <laughs> no, all I'll say, all I'll say to you now, with the ability you have and the maturity you have, if in ten years' time you're still pottering about playing playing for Yuri, I'll be as much as I would love that. I'd be really disappointed in you because you've, you've much bigger mountains to climb on the, the scale of that. Jeez, don't, don't, don't be hanging around Yuri <laughs> too long. <laughs> I mean, from your perspective, obviously, you know. Everybody knows you, and I, I probably knew you primarily um, playing, playing Gaelic and playing for Ballyhole, yeah. being, being the down minor captain. Um, I mean, obviously, you're still playing for, for the Abbey. You're playing for the Abbey in the McCrory this year. And yeah. Obviously, you picked pick up, pick up a, a, was a hamstring injury. But, I mean, in terms of it's – a, it's a tough one. What, you know, where do you – where do you see the that career going? Do you know what I mean? Because if you want to, if you if you have ambitions, obviously to play at, at the highest level, um, soccer wise, you know it's going to be impossible. To balance both. Uh, yeah. So I mean, and even the short term, what's the sort of thoughts on that? Um. Well, this year, well, my school school was very good at helping me like balance it out, so I could play. I could train with soccer one night a week and train with the Abbey once a week. So. It balanced out really, and then uh, really with that, it was just it was just I was playing soccer on the Saturday, and usually had a school match during the week, so it was a wee bit of load on me. But um, I could deal with that really well, and club wasn't really wasn't really about then, so I kind of managed it all right. But with club coming back, well, obviously because of the crisis and the virus and everything, there's no football at the minute, but. I would have been starting back in the club football again. The school football is over, so I could have balanced out that way as well. But depends if if I keep progressing at the soccer and keep going and pushing myself. Um, don't know what way Gail could go at the moment. Yeah, it's a it's a big thing for I think players down in this region anyway. You know, because they all yeah. balance at their own their own clubs and then the the soccer yeah. as well. There's a couple of questions, John. Just on that, uh, Laura Helen, who you know from the club, has asked. Yeah. Um, you play Gaelic and the football as well. How do you uh, change your approach to each? You know, so like physically, how do you change your approach to the Gaelic compared to the football on Saturday? Um, well, you can be a lot more physical, obviously, when you're playing Gaelic. But um, I'd say because they're, I'm usually playing Gaelic at my own age group. So I'm, now I'm playing with men, then I'm playing for soccer. So it was a kind of... It kind of balances out, you know. I'm kind of used to playing, sort of playing with men. You get stronger and it's tougher opponents and stuff. But then playing your own age group is more physical and people hitting you and stuff for the Gaelic. So I kind of adapted well enough to it, yeah. And Laura's second question is the ultimate question: Which one do you prefer? No pressure. <laughs> um, <laughs> tough one. Uh, at the minute, I do prefer soccer, but. Have a good bit of success with my club and school and stuff playing Gaelic over the past couple of years. So, over well, a few years ago, Gaelic definitely would have been the preference. I didn't even play soccer at that stage. So, yeah. but at the minute, yeah, definitely soccer now. Yeah. And 
I think we've already established uh, established from quite a few months ago that you're know, one of these really annoying people. You know, these young lads that's really annoying people that's like really sort of talented and everything. You know what I mean? Like, 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 like some being Ali sitting here going, yeah. on, on, you're, probably, you're probably great at a piano as well or something, are you? <laughs> <laughs> you used to play the violin, but um, wasn't the best at it. Just on the John, uh, you know, as you develop now, as you said this year, it's taken you a while to kind of bed into that team and find your place, but. Where's your ideal position to play and, you know, where can you see yourself kind of progressing into a role at the club over the next few years? Uh, well, I, like, I do like playing up front, you know, getting past defenders and beating people of pace and stuff. Uh, so either playing up front or on the wing, it doesn't really, I don't really mind. Either or. Good. And is that somewhere you could see yourself playing long time, like preferably, you know, really make that your yeah, position at the club? preferably yeah, up front. Up front, preferably, but playing on the wing as well, I like it too, and cut inside and stuff. Um, right, so you probably have heard, John, um, and we'll keep this relatively brief, uh, in previous podcasts and on the video podcasts as well, um, we do your, your five aside. So your five aside from uh, a team uh, or from the players that you play with at Newry. You can include yourself in any of these, but you have to. Um, so a two, we'll give you a simple one to start off with. Who's the most skillful at the club? Skillful. Um, and again, you can include yourself. Remember, remember now. No, nobody will bat an eyelid if you say it's me. I, I no. Uh, skill wise, I would say Josh Dernan. Josh Dernan has a serious set of feet on him. Very good technically. Yeah. Uh, skill as well. Foley. Foley's very good. That's, Beating people, getting past people, that sort of skill. Fully, fully gets too much praise in this podcast, so we'll leave him yeah. out. Yeah, so we'll, blank, that, we'll blank that out. Josh Darren, yeah. Very, Josh very, very skillful. Good feet as well. Okay. Um, Ali, do you want to take the next one and take a, a question about? Yes, uh, John. This is one I like particularly. What's the worst excuse you've ever heard at the club so far? Oh. There's bound to be a few crackers there with the boys in the change room. Oh, what is it on McCabe being late. Uh, what was it? Was, it was either one of them, it was McCabe and McCall, one of them being late. There's a shock. <laughs> I don't remember exactly. I know that's a shock there. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was. It wasn't like, you know, the, you know my, my, my dog had passed away or something like that because that one's been hard. I, 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 something McCall would come out with, right? But I don't think he said that. It was some, I, can't, I actually can't remember, but I remember McCabe coming in late one day and I went just giving him a round of applause. He just looked like he was out of bed and I was about 20 minutes late for a match dead. <laughs> he probably was just out of bed as well. <laughs> so who's the brainiest player at the club? Not much of a choice, uh, like thing, but most intelligent. Um, no, you can put yourself down for this as well. Um, uh, <laughs> no, not that smart. <laughs> uh, I'd say engine probably down. Kenya seems very easy. Well, he was on smart, like so. <laughs> off, so I'd say, yeah, he's probably the most intelligent. Do you know what everybody said, Engine? I think we need to put this to the test at some point and just see how clever this man is. Do we pop quiz or something for him? We need to do something with him, I think. John, who would you 
who would you say gives the best pep talks? Obviously, aside from management and stuff like that, who would be the the best at getting everybody riled up for a game and ready? Um, Andy, Andy's very good at that, getting everyone pumped up and stuff. Engine as well. Once again, he's very good. Um, yeah, they're very, very good at that. Mark Hughes is decent at it as well, to be fair. But I'd say the top's probably Andy or Engine just before the match is about to start. And finally, um, now this is your opportunity to really sort of put the boot in to, to, to somebody as, as much as you, you want to. Uh, who's Mr. Pass the Buck? So who's, who's, who makes a mistake and is never his fault? You know, always playing, plays a blame somebody else. Um, pro, I'd say Foley. Is that, is that, I know, like, it's because like, he, the way he plays, he's obviously kind of steps ahead and so on. Sometimes you think too many steps ahead, so you throw the ball down and he like pass it up the line, and you're still standing there, and he'd be like, oh, "What's going on? Why are you not moving?" And stuff. <laughs> it's, it's, That's what yeah, I think. Yeah, I know, he, yeah, I know. He throws the hands up and everything. So. Yeah. He's sort of going for the whole Spanish Italian look. You know, yeah. Right? <laughs> there was a there was actually a good video there's a good video by I think it's Killian Sheridan who's an Irish footballer and he did that last night as part of his sketch he says this is how you pass the buck in football and he says you pass the ball six feet away and just do that just give it that yeah he used to, he used to play for Celtic on, on the Republic of Ireland and he actually played yeah. fun fact played at the showgrounds did he um, played at the showgrounds for Celtic under 21s against Fury about 10 years ago 10-12 years ago but yeah you should check check him out. Check him out on on Twitter. Uh, it was very very funny. Very good. Of, yeah. Um, I think that's us for this week, John. You've been a super guest. And, Thanks very much, John. Uh, you're, well, thank you. Thanks for having me. For uh, uh, for not never mind for a seventeen year old, but for uh, for for a player pretty much that plays for your age, you know, you actually you've shown shown distinct distinctly more intelligence than quite, quite a lot of people. <laughs> So um, it's great to hear from you, um, and I'm sure we'll hear from you again. And obviously, as if you if you very quickly thirty seconds, you had a a message just sort sort of for the supporters and for everybody down at the club was looking forward to seeing yourself and the boys back on the pitch soon enough. What would you say, though? I would say just everyone stay strong. We'll be back playing football hopefully sooner rather than later. I'd say there's going to be a big turnout when everyone's back and the football is back flowing. And- you just you cherish when you're actually playing. You don't realize you're playing week in, week out and stuff and you're loving life and you have to just take it as take it as it comes and then once that ring all of a sudden just stops, you kinda of think back and you're like, Do I really do miss that? And I'm sure the supporters and the managers and the players and all are there on the same boat as well. They just want to get back out whether it be sitting on the bench, whether it be starting, coming on as sub, managing, even Dorothy, Kit Woman, people like that. It's just means so much to people the supporters as well going down and seeing play the boys play week in week out and that's the way your routine was every weekend going down even having a few pints or whatever watching the match enjoying yourself and yeah. now that's all stopped it's probably kind of tough for some people so yeah well John do, do you know what you, you put that eloquently and brilliantly can we have one final thing here can you give a shout out to the makers of football manager Sega and just tell oh. them to, to get you into the game for next season. Get me into the game for next season. I hope you play a bit, yeah. <laughs> John, thanks very much. Thank you, John. Soon.
Bye bye. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Bye bye.